You're listening to The Way Home with Daniel Darling, a proud member of the Denim Audio Network. Well, hello and welcome everyone to The Way Home Podcast. I'm so glad that you're joining me again this week as we count down the days till Christmas. I don't know about you, but I just love this season be able to sing the Christmas carols and really get our hearts ready uh, for Christmas and think about the f- both the first coming, the first advent of Jesus and anticipate with longing the second advent of Christ. A few things to tell you before we get to our guest, who is uh, especially time for this Christmas season. I want to tell you about a few things. First of all, uh, my book, uh, The Characters of Christmas is available, as you're aware of. It's been out for a few years, and uh, there's quite a few churches I've heard from this year that are doing it as kind of a centerpiece of their Christmas preaching and programming. I was just at a church in Houston uh, preaching for my friend uh, Chad Poe there on The Life of Joseph. Characters of Christmas is available. You can go to any of your favorite retailers and get that still and study about all the different characters in the nativity scene, the characters in this wonderful Christmas story, uh, the people that God chose to cast in the story of the incarnation of the Son of God. So go get the characters of Christmas. Also, if you're thinking about your end of your giving, and I know here at our family, we're thinking about it as well. I just want to invite you to... um, Perhaps consider giving an end of your gift to the Land Center for Cultural Engagement that I lead. If you like the work that I do here with this podcast, with my books, with my newsletter, would you consider an end of your text? deductible gift to the Land Center for Cultural Engagement. We're trying to raise money right now to do some really cool things next year to help Christians think through what does it look like to be faithful as a Christian in 21st century America? How do I steward my politics, my my um, my voice, all those kinds of things? What does it look like to do it in a way that is convictional, but also demonstrates uh, Christ-likeness and civility? If, if that strikes a chord with you, would you consider a gift? We would love to to receive that. Lastly, if you're interested, I have a newsletter called One Little Word that you could sign up for. You go to my website, danieldarling.com and sign up for that newsletter. Okay. My guest uh, today is my good friend, Ronnie Martin. Ronnie is a pastor, but he's also a musician. He's an author. He's really a creative guy and um, is someone that really, especially around Christmas time, I love uh, talking to. He's the founder and lead pastor of Substance Church in Ashland, Ohio. Before pastoring, he recorded 11 full-length albums as part of the influential Tooth and Nail roster as a speaker. He's spoken at several conferences. He's a co-host of the popular Happy Rant podcast. He's written several books, including Finding God in the Dark, Stop Your Complaining, uh, and The Best Gift Ever Given. He has a new Advent book out called God with us, the God who is with us, 25-day uh, devotional for Advent. So I do hope that you'll check out his book. We'll have links to it in the show notes. He also has a new Christmas album out that you can find however you stream music. It's called Bells Merrily. It's by Ronnie Martin. So we talk about creativity. We talk about pastoring during Christmas. And we talk about what Christmas means in the midst of kind of a tumultuous few years. And uh, I also ask him why, as a creative, Christmas seems to be such a, a font of, of wonderful art and music and lyrics, and has been, really, for the last 2,000 years. Fun conversation with my good friend, Ronnie Martin, in time for the Christmas season.
right. I'm glad to have my friend Ronnie Martin. I think back on the podcast. I think you were on my podcast. Like, I don't know, a year or two ago, or maybe not. I don't know. It all fades together, but. No, you never asked me on your pod, Dan, um, but you did. The, you bring me on a panel. A Christmas date. special. Yes. Yes. Which was awesome. I'm actually Googling Ronnie Martin Way Home Podcast to confirm that I never had you on, which, which if I haven't. No, I actually did. Did you? I well, had then you I'm on. Wrong. I'm wrong. In September of this year? I don't know. No, that was Ronnie Kurtz. Different Ronnie. Oh my gosh. He doesn't, Martin. E, he doesn't even put an E on the last, you know, on his name. <laughs> I've never had you on, bro. Yeah. So oh this is your inaugural time on here. I'm ashamed to say you weren't on before. But That's anyways, right. I'm glad to have you on here. Pastor, singer, songwriter, guy that likes Christmas. Mm. So well, uh, the latter one is probably the most important. So thanks for doing this. Have you always liked Christmas? I, I've always liked, you know, like, the older I get, I, I like it more, but I've always loved it back when, I don't know if you were old enough to have gotten the Sears wish book. Did you get the Sears wish book when you were a oh, kid? Man, yeah. I'm a, so I'm old enough to be, I'm a, I'm an eighties kid, you know, born in the seventies. Yeah. It was still alive and well. I mean, the Sears catalog was, that was forming for me for sure. It was yeah. everything. I mean, yeah. I tell my kids, it was like, Amazon before Amazon, like you know, the, the Sears wish book would come right. Like the only of way you knew, the only way you knew what all the new toys were going to be that you could ask for that year. Yes. That was, it was, yeah, that's what it was. Yeah. Well, and actually if you, you know, if you were a, a veteran, if you were smart, you knew that the toys were not just in the toy section, but they were sprinkled through the other sections too. So you that's had to true. read the whole mat. You, you had to read the whole catalog and dog your pages true. and all that. So. I'm I'm excited to have you on because you have a new Advent book called The God Who Is With Us, which is a 25 devotionals, uh, Advent devotionals. I love that you wrote this. So just tell me about this book. Is this something you've been wanting to do for a while? Is this something that sort of, you know, collection of writings that you had kind of written and put together? What, t- t- tell me about this. Yeah, I, gosh, I love Advent books. So I'm I'm the guy that usually me too. Buys- Couple, I buy a couple of them every year. There's usually they usually release a few of them. I always buy a couple that look interesting. My wife and I pick one that we like and we go through it. Mm-hmm. So I've been wanting to do this for years. I wrote an Advent book for kids in 2019, and I that that sort of like you know kind of whetted the appetite in some ways. But I still wanted to do one that was more generated towards adults. So this was just I finally got the opportunity to do it with a B and H, and so yeah. yeah, it's something I've been wanting to do for a while. And with the kids book, it kind of, it spurred me on to do something for adults that was also illustrated because I, I, I kind of like having the illustrations with it, you know, putting out a, a good visual with it. So yeah, I've just been wanting to do it for a long time and I was ex- really excited to finally get the opportunity. So, you know, I'm like you every year. I'm like, which Advent book am I going to do this yeah. year? I just, I love it so much. And I have a kind of a shelf full of them and then I get new ones. Yeah. So I'm like, which one am I going to do this year? I just. I, I so love it. You also have a new uh, album out too. So tell me yeah. about that. Yeah. So a new, yeah, a new Christmas album. It's not really a companion to the book. It's just, it happened to be that I was working on a Christmas mm-hmm. album. It was coming out this year. So yeah, a lot of Christmas products come coming out from, uh, from yours truly this year. And yeah, it's just a, it's a collection of eight original Christmas songs all done in sort of my, you know, kind of electronic analog style mm-hmm. that I've done all these years. And, uh, 
so yeah, I just, just love it. Just more Christmas stuff coming out for people to enjoy. It's just all my heart and soul kind of popping out. You are a pastor. You're a singer songwriter. So you like, you write music, you preach, you write books. Mm -hmm. So tell me how all that works together for Ronnie Martin. Oh man. I don't know how that all works together. Other than than I've been a creative kind of guy for a long, long time. I just enjoy, I enjoy creating things. Um, I enjoy writing things. I enjoy speaking Mm -hmm. things. In some ways, they're, they're all disconnected in a, in a really strange way for me. And they're, I have to compartmentalize them so that I can do them all. But at the same time, they're, they're all together because I, they're all coming from the same place, obviously. But I love doing, I, I love doing each, each of those individual. I love pastoring and preaching, love writing books, love making music, songwriting. Songwriting is probably my, my number one great love. I think it's the thing I, I do most easily and it comes out of me the most natural. But the other things are just kind of a version of that, which is just, you know, writing, speaking, singing mm-hmm. from the heart. But it comes out of that sort of creativeness that, you know, is just yeah. kind of part and parcel of how God made me. Yeah, it's so interesting. I think about this myself. Like, I've always, I've always loved words, you know, and that takes you to different places, right? Like some... Yeah. Times in my career, I was working as a comms guy. Sometimes I was working yeah. as a pa- I was I was serving as a pastor. Sometimes I'm, but I'm always like I'm like you. I love making things. I love yeah. making new things. Yeah. So let's talk about Christmas a little bit about Advent. You know, one of the things that always strikes me about this year, and I just always like feel like I'm pitching myself, but even in 2022, with the world so crazy the West becoming a little bit more secular, maybe we think, does it not strike you still that the world basically stops and recognizes the birth of Christ? I mean, we're not saying everybody believes like Christians do, or that they even believe the story of the virgin birth of Christ and all that. But even the most hardened people have to sort of adjust to the birth of Christ, even if it's through their schedule, even if it's through time off, and so it's just an acknowledgement and in this crazy world that's is still acknowledging the birth of Christ. I to me, I'm always like just sitting there thinking, we're still doing this in twenty twenty two. Isn't that great? It's remarkable. I mean, you think about we get twelve months out of the year and then we get an entire month that is yes. dedicated to this particular holiday, this incredible moment. Again, regardless of where you come at it, how you come at it, you know, in terms of what you believe. Um, mm-hmm. it's still this dedicated month that is on, I would say, even a foundational level, it's something that is there to produce something to the benefit of our community and our society. And you just go, it's, it's, I am, I'm just like you, Dan. It's like, it's, it, it's astounding every year that people get to benefit from the message of Christmas. Not everybody. And for some people, it's a negative thing, depending on how they came up with it on a personal level. But, um, the premise behind it, is that it's peace and goodwill toward men, you know? And I think that's, it's an incredible message for our, for our day and and time. But the fact that everybody can have a piece of it, even on a, on a secular level, that is not going to be harmful to them. I think it's pretty incredible, you know? It really is. And, you know, here's the thing that I, I like to tell people around Christmas that I, I mean, I, I, I love, everything about the season mm-hmm. 
you know, so I don't get cranky about oh, the Christmas is over commercialized and all that. Yeah, no, because I think that I like the lights. I like the gift giving. I think mm-hmm. some of that is if the king has come, we should celebrate with food and feasts, right? Yeah, amen. So that stuff doesn't bother me. But what I do say to, to a lot of folks is that you don't have to force yourself to be happy in, on Christmas mm. because you can bring your sorrows and bring your, your pain and your loneliness to the season. I mean, if you think about the first Christmas, Jesus entered a world as broken and difficult as ours, right? And so maybe speak a word a little bit to people who on Christmas, this is a hard season. Maybe there's an empty place at the dinner table. There's you know, maybe they're going through relational struggles. Maybe they've lost a job or just all the pain that people ordinarily have. Yeah, um, it's, talk, talk about how they can still, you know, how they can bring that to, to the Christmas season. Yeah, I just think, you know, the, the book really, the theme of the book is the nearness of Christ, you know, and that's kind of a theme of all of scripture is that God is, God is getting near to the people that he loves, that he created, that are rebelling against him, but yet he just keeps pushing in, you know, he, he just keeps getting closer and so I think about the irony of Christmas and that it's a, a season of togetherness, and yet there is a lot of isolation and loneliness. We feel our losses more acutely at this time of the year for some reason. Part of probably part of that is due to expectations and all of those things. And I think I think Christmas gives us an opportunity to reset um, and refocus our gaze onto Christ as a way to prepare us for a new year that invites us in to draw closer to Christ. And I think we have opportunities, even in the hustle and bustle, to pause, to step back, and to allow the Lord to do some work in our lives, in our hearts, um, because of the uniqueness of the season, because of the way that we can refocus, because of what is surrounding us, because of what is presented to us in Scripture. And I just think it's a really great opportunity to do that if we take a minute to just step back and pause and allow the Lord to maybe do a, a, a unique work as, as we're, as we're anticipating the new year. And that was part of the other thing was that, you know, we go, we're, there, there can be this sense of dread because the new year is right there. It's right in front of us. And, you know, we do get this pause at Christmas time in some ways, and yet we go into a new year where things aren't fixed. Um, we still bring the same problems and mm-hmm. the same things that are swirling around in our lives into the new year. Again, I think to find that time to reconnect with Jesus is just so important. I think Christmas gives us the opportunity uh, to do that if we take it, if we're intentional about it. Mm. Advent, you know, the idea of Advent, you know, when I was a kid, I sort of grew up in a, I didn't grow up in a more mm. in a liturgical environment. Mm. Yeah. So we didn't really talk about Advent. We started mm. doing Christmas Eve services as I got older. And then I've, you know, in my adulthood, having pastored and attending church as an adult, Christmas Eve is to me one of the most treasured times of the entire year. I just love it so much. But talk about Advent and what it means. You know, we're 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 waiting, we're anticipating. What are you telling people, telling your people about how to prepare their hearts uh, this season? Well, I just think anticipation and and uh, waiting and you know expectancy. Uh, I mean, those are some of those are some of the those are some of the overarching themes of of scripture for us. And I think you know Christ forms us in our waiting. It's how He forms us, right? Suffering is waiting, right? You're you're waiting for whatever pain you're experiencing to alleviate. 
So we're constantly in a place of waiting and it's, it's how God grows us. It's how God, it's how God gets near to us so that we can actually experience his presence. It's how people come close to us, get in our sphere in, in more tangible ways, especially when we're experiencing hurting and, and the suffering. And so I think waiting, anticipating, having the sense of expectancy about, you know, we can look back and see the way that all through scripture, people were waiting for the Messiah. And now we are waiting for Christ to return to make all things new as he is, you know, in the middle of doing. And I think those themes are for us. I think if we allow ourselves to reflect on those things and we see them as not um, things to get through, but things that the Lord has graciously given to us as a way to grow us deeper in our affection for him and make our lives more enriching than if they were just these quick snapshots of a life that just gets everything that we need and we want immediately. I mean, that's the message of Christmas, right? So for me, it was Christmas time as a kid, it takes forever. It goes fast now because I'm an adult, but as a kid, you're waiting for that day. And I would say those three months before Christmas, when we got that Sears catalog, it's the longest three months of the year. Why? Well, because you're you're waiting and you're anticipating, and yet something's happening in in that in those moments for us. Um, we're becoming different people in in the waiting, and I, I think there's an encouragement in that, even when it's even when it's painful, because we are looking forward to something, and that's what we learned as kids, right? Getting that Sears catalog. It, you have to wait. We're not doing Christmas on November third. We're waiting until December 25th. It's good to wait because in the waiting, we experience um, things that we wouldn't otherwise if we just received, you know. Mm. Uh, one of the things that's so interesting as a creative, mm. I feel like there's no more creative season than the Advent season. Oh, I mean, man. some of the story of Christmas it's so rich and such fertile soil for creativity, even, you know, in my own life, but just if you think throughout the centuries, you know, mm. church history with yeah. most beautiful songs and, and lyrics and books, and it's just a treasure trove. And yet every year artists are, be able, are able to create new things from this season. What is it about this season that births such creativity in, in people? Man, that is such a great question. I think, I think we just, I, I think it's a, uh, I think one of the things that pops into my mind when you ask that is we have we have license to do it. And so there's mm -hmm. a the expectation is that we're going to decorate and we're going to make things and we're going to um, we're going to create things of which we can celebrate. And the, there's just no other season that sort of draws that in. And it's, it, there's a, there's like a multiplicity of it too, of, of creative things that people can do. So it's almost like you get to throw the rules out a little bit and say, Hey, what are we going to do for Christmas? Well, how are we going to celebrate? How are we going to decorate the house? You know, what kind of wrapping paper are we going to use this year? Um, what's a really interesting gift that we can give to somebody that we, that will just give them some joy. And so that creativeness just, it flows, I think, out of every area of our, of our life. That's one of the, it's just one of the beauties of Christmas is that it actually does that. And it, it, we, we learn something through that, you know? Mm. One of the things I love about your book, which I think is just the exact right way to think about Christmas is, and about Advent, is that you don't start in the Gospels where, with mm. the story of Christmas, which, but you start in the beginning and talk about, you, you essentially make the, 
you know, but with your readings, you're making the case that this encapsulates the whole Bible. You have to start back in Genesis. I love that. Yeah. Yeah. No, thanks for that. Um, yeah, that was the big idea was let's start in Genesis and let's just take a journey all the way to the birth, to the birth of Christ yeah. and see all the different passages that point to the fact that God is drawing near to his people. Yeah. yeah. That's awesome. I guess a, another a final question. Um, if you're thinking about, you know, I know I have a lot of folks l- listen who are creatives or writers or want to be creatives or writers. Uh, maybe they want to write music. Maybe they want to write books. Maybe they want to write articles. What is advice you give to would-be creatives that want to kind of do this kind of thing? Yeah, I always tell guys that don't... The opportunity to create is always up to you. If you, if you mm-hmm. can start creating whenever you want, don't wait for the opportunity to get published or released don't let that be the deterrent or even necessarily the motivation to do the creative thing that you want to do. I would say that that is one of the, that, that can be one of the fruits of your creative endeavors. If God gives you, you know, the opportunity for that, which is, you know, which is, can be a great thing, but I would say just create, you know, write songs, record songs, write a book, write an article, do that. And then see the fruit that can come from that in terms of whether it gains a wider audience, but don't, don't let that aspect of it prevent you from just being creative and, and and just allowing your gifts to kind of come out in those ways if God's giving you that. Yeah, that's really good. Okay, bonus question, Ronnie. I have to yeah. ask you this. Favorite character in the Christmas story? Oh, man. The, like the movie? Or are you talking? No, 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 no. I'm saying, well, that too. But no, no. Favorite character in the... Okay, I have two bonus questions. Favorite character in the in the biblical Christmas Story, narrative. Got it. Okay. Okay. And you just gave me an idea for a second question. Favorite Christmas movie. Oh man. Okay. Um, I think, I, I think when I was on your Christmas panel, I think I mentioned uh, Joseph. I'm just so mm-hmm. fascinated by Joseph's character and his faithfulness. And I can't even, what that dude stepped into is just mind boggling to me. And he was so faithful. He obeyed the Lord and he cared for his wife, raised a child that wasn't his own, uh, the whole deal. I, I'm amazed by mm-hmm. that. Um, mm-hmm. And then favorite yeah, Christmas movie would be, uh, you know, it's it's between A Christmas Carol with George C. Scott. That's my favorite version because I love the story. Of, I love the Christmas Carol story or probably uh, It's a Wonderful Life. You know, I mean, it's going yeah. to be, be toss up. Yeah. You know, I love... We have this thing where we watch, we have like the canon that we have to watch every year in our family of Christmas movies. And we like, now my kids are like, because they're like teens and preteens are like, we got to make sure we get all these in, you know? Yeah. A couple years ago, I made them watch It's a Wonderful Life and like, oh, black and white, dad, what is this? And, you know, (laughs) it was a few minutes in, they're like spellbound, you know? So um, that's a great choice. But man, I love what you're doing, uh, Ronnie Martin. I want to encourage folks uh, to get this wonderful uh, new book, The God Who Is With Us. It's uh, 25 Advent devotionals uh, for the Advent season. You can get anywhere. We'll have links in our show notes. And check out Ronnie's album. We're going to have links to that as well. You can stream it or however you listen to music these days. But Ronnie, thanks for joining me, man. Love your work. Love your ministry. Um, And uh, I'm sorry I didn't have you on the podcast before, but 
we've corrected you know, that here, here. So I mean, there's always going to be a before the first time I'm on. So we're on now. It's awesome. That's right. Thank you for listening to this edition of the Way Home Podcast with Daniel Darling. For more information, you can visit DanielDarling.com. If you do like this podcast, we encourage you to subscribe on iTunes or your favorite podcast catcher. We also encourage you to rate and review so others can know about the podcast. You can follow me at at Dan Darling on Twitter or go to my Facebook page, facebook.com slash Daniel M. Darling. Thank you for listening to the Way Home Podcast. Podcast.